0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
1: Holding on And we can be
0: And welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Ali Cribb with Bigger. Hi, Carl
2: and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello, Ooh. Carl and Greg.
3: Uh, I'm Bigger. <laughs> I love that song. Unfortunately, I'm Bigger.
2: I love that song. I think it's... Um,
3: I think it's excellent. Yeah. I think I
2: think that's an excellent placement song for one. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. what amazes me, I know we'll, we'll get to talk to Allie later, but I know she's 18, right? She's Yeah, she is 18.
3: Oh, that's great. I, I, that's and and the lyric, that
2: mature yeah. at 18, I... Mm-hmm. Th- thinking about like all the i don't know I, I think it's a great song
3: i love that line that tagline in the chorus the trick is holding on it's right awesome.
2: I, I think it's like wow it's so, um, really
3: cool i i think that uh, kind of reminds me vocally of like a, the old avril avril uh, Levine. well Levine and it's funny record, too but,
0: because she's from it's
3: more dance pop so
0: Ali is also from Canada, so there's something to oh, say really? there. Yeah.
3: yeah, and also I think I, it's
2: it's very it's very like a
3: her vocal is notable too. I mean, anthem mm-hmm.
2: type song. Yeah.
3: If I were them, uh, the first thing I would do would be make that available to about ten D- DJs and try to get a ton of mixes out there immediately. It's really cool.
0: What's fun is we actually found her because we follow a playlist called Indie Radar. And she had submitted one of her singles maybe back in January and she popped up on our news feed. So I researched her a little bit and I really liked her sound, reached out and her management company was like, absolutely, we'd love her on the podcast. So Excellent. that's how Excellent. that came to be.
2: All right, so there you go. So I'm happy. So ladies We're and gentlemen, that a
3: positive foot—it's unbelievable. I
2: know. now nah, we, nah, we gotta gotta bring it down. We gotta bring, <laughs> we gotta it,
3: bring
0: down. it
2: down. Let's bring Carl it will down. fix that. No, hey, stop, hey, Mister Positive over here, man, just glowing over here because I am bigger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've been trying to get smaller for like right twenty here. years. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to lose some weight. It does work. So like, yep. Anyway,
2: so uh, what are we talking about? Anything? Do we know anything?
0: Well, there's a couple things that happened this week. Um, What happened? happened?
3: Speaking of dance pop. (laughs) What happened?
0: Uh, Pink released her new album, and she's kind of been doing the media circuit scene this week, and she's been featured on a bunch of different, like, talk shows news yeah, outlets I've things seen like that a ton
2: of stuff yeah she's doing I, her, she's doing her uh, the rounds she's
0: doing the rounds um i saw her interview from stephen colbert um i was sent that just to because it was interesting because the one question he asked her was how do you think being a music artist has changed now from when she was 16 and got her first record deal um because right. i didn't know that she was 16 when she got it The story behind her getting a record album at 16 was they had her part of a band, like a pop band. And they recorded, I guess, an album or whatnot, and it didn't go anywhere. So they terminated the contract, but then kept her on and had her do her own solo career. So that's when her, I think she was 19, she said, when her first single actually came out. That kind of worked out, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um,
3: She's very, very talented. I like her. I actually like her. I heard a long form. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, but her answer to that question was a little, not surprising, but you could take it one way or the other because her answer was, you know, nowadays artists have so many ways to get their music out there and to be found that it. To her it almost is easier in order in terms of like creating making and getting the music out to the masses as opposed to when she was you know 19 and
2: trying to get her album it's easier getting it out
0: it is but it's so harder to get found and i think that's what she was missing because Obviously, she has a label that carries her, so her music does get distributed fairly regularly, and her fans can listen to it because people know it's there. So She she
2: made it like the old-fashioned way, you know, you know mm-hmm. kind of still. I uh, around 2000, right? She's been around 20 Work years. Worked
3: very, almost. very, yeah. very hard. You know, what's interesting is that I heard a very long-form, uh, I guess it might have been, I don't know if it was iTunes or it was a very long form interview that I heard with her about the new record and kind of a retrospective of what she'd been doing for many years. And uh, she was asked the question, you know, what do you credit your longevity to? And, you know, like you're consistently coming up with better and better and better projects. And um, she gave a, a, what I thought was a fairly surprising answer she said that the reason that she's been able to do this for so long and do it well and keep recreating is motherhood I thought you Mm -hmm. thought that would be interesting um you know I mean she is a mother first uh and then she's pink the artist you know
0: well, and I mean, I can see that because there have been ebbs yeah. and flows in her careers for sure. As yeah. to like when music came out and when music didn't, and she took control of that, which I commend her for because it is not easy to yeah. do, even not even yeah. just being an artist, but just being a mom and trying to balance
2: stuff. Well, she, doesn't so. pigeonhole, she doesn't pigeonhole herself. She, she, she does rock. She does you know dance pop. She does whatever she feels like. I've seen her do like R and B stuff, you know, on shows. She said there she, were, She's uh, pretty well rounded.
3: She said there were two hundred people hired for that. Um, show that they're taking on the road she's doing a a a world tour
2: yeah she does she does like a cirque du soleil thing oh yeah she does a whole
3: hundred people
2: apparently
0: she was a gymnast before she was an artist so she kind of mixes the two because that's those are her passions so like it's like all of like the cirque du soleil and ribbon dancing and whatnot she says like she she does it because she enjoys it and she knows she's also good at it so (laughs) why not
3: she's just she sounds really engaged i mean i like
2: her i like her music but what i like more about what made me really like Pink was that I saw her. Um, I remember that show. Uh, oh, uh,
0: punk
2: I saw her on punk years ago. The gag was that they took her, her husband, the biker, you know, the yeah, yeah and yeah. like you know, and arrested him because he was running a, a drug ring. So she comes to she comes to <laughs> how she comes home and sees this, all these FBI in front of her house, and her, her husband's in the back of a, a cop car, and she goes, "What's going on?" She goes, well, your husband's been taken in, and uh, he's been suspected of being No, he's not. Get him out of the car. And she goes, she's like, (laughs) she's total bad. Right. She's like, he goes, but but miss, she goes, no. And she's yelling at him, honey, get out of the car. She goes, and then what she said, she goes, I don't like to do this. I hate to do this, but I'm kind of famous, and I have money. And I can, get him out of the car. (laughs) Honey, get out of the car. She wasn't taking it, man. She was like, she was. Tough as hell. I go. I love it. I loved yeah. it for that. I go. That's she showed who she was, man.
3: <laughs> she can just deliver on every front. I'm, am a fan. I think it's cool. I
0: thought that you would appreciate this, Greg. She's done many collaborations on her latest album, Trustfall, and one of them is with Chris Stapleton, and she is a big fan. So ha
3: ha <sighs> <laughs> ha. Well, you know what I say about Chris Stapleton?
0: What you don't like him?
3: I have a two-word response for Chris Stapleton, Greg Almond.
2: Hmm. yeah I don't know I I dug the Allman Brothers I got them I have to admit when they came out in high school yeah. I didn't get them I thought they just did the jam band kind of a greasy
3: know? jam band you know? yeah they, they're
2: okay you know I, I get it you know Marshall Tucker, Leonard Skinner, all those bands came out around the same time I never was into that nonsense later on I started appreciating the musicality of what they used to do you know right. and uh
3: I just, th- that vocal style, you know, that kind of blue-eyed soul vocal style. I mean, I get it. I just, I don't, you know, it's it's a kind of a rarefied thing to have it be interesting to me because so many people sing like that. I mean, you know, I mean.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people sing that way. So, I, you know, I don't think, I, I personally don't think Greg Allman is like the quintessential guy who sings that way like, like you do.
3: Leon Russell sang that way. So, uh, I just... Uh, I don't know. It just kind of bores me. So
2: on that note, are we done? <laughs> we're not done.
1: We, actually, right, exactly. we have
0: We have another listener question, believe it or not. Someone sent uh, in a question, a, especially don't... since last week's, and they were very happy with your answer, Hold on, Carl. hold
2: on, hold on. <laughs> listener <laughs>
0: question.
3: That's the mail going off. Right. Yeah, right.
0: So after listening to last week's episode and finding out that the band Darling was from England, obviously – The listener question was, why is it that people from the UK sound British, but when they sing, there's zero accent, or at least, like, even in general, like, why is it that people who have accents or things like that do not sound that way when they sing?
2: It depends on who they are. Like, if you listen to David Bowie, you know, he sounds like, you know, so he sounds like Anthony Newley. I, I,
3: I believe that it has to do with the sound of vocals in pop music, and because... Our pop references were framed in the 60s. They're emulating all the British invasion stuff. So it's actually, the it's conversely, people with no British accent sing with a British accent when they're playing rock and roll and when they're singing rock and roll.
2: This is what I think it is. I think... When they started, like the Beatles and the, English, the British Invasion, those guys were all emulating American artists, black artists, R and B artists, and so they're singing. That's what they thought rock and roll was. So they're trying to emulate that. A lot of them lost their accent, not not all of them, but, but a lot of them, you know. So now the new artists are doing the same thing.
3: I get that. I hear that, and they are emulating blues artists from the '40s and '50s and '60s. So they tend to lose their accent. But don't you haven't you ever heard uh, a, a rock band? From America, sing as if they are uh, have a British accent.
2: That's an affectation because they're trying to sound British. So, right? Oh, so they're ripping off in, a lot of power pop in, stuff in from America.
3: Is that way? Uh, you know,
2: the answer is I don't know, and who cares? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Some do, some don't. You know, that's it. Some do, some don't. Right?
3: I think if you want to make if you're if you set out to make a record that sounds like 1967 you got a pretty good shot at making it sound like 1967 if you put a little affectation on there right
0: i guess for me it's also i feel like music is also that kind of universal language where everyone just sound can sound the same if they want to so
2: right I don't know. I, you know the, the answer's got... Because I thought that too myself way, where certain artists, you know, they, they have these really deep rogues and stuff when they talk, and then when you hear them sing, you don't hear it at all. Like, what I is kind it?
3: of uh, went down an Adele rabbit hole last week. She's a singer that you would not know she's British if, unless you heard her talking. I don't think she has an accent in in the records she makes.
0: No, I Do agree. You? I don't think so. I think if unless you... If like she never spoke and just saying, I think she people would probably think she's American or at least some sort of like U.S. based person.
2: The answer is who knows why. (laughs) That's the official answer. Who knows? And that ends our listener question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's the response going back over the internet.
2: And the response to that question is.
3: Did yeah, we hear back from uh, last week's uh, episode? I mean, uh, d- did they enjoy the podcast? I
2: heard that you know, that, that one of them said they liked the fact that we compared them to Corner Flash. Did you read that?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, they they yeah. put that in theirs. So they've shared it. All of their band is now following us. Like they are very yeah. grateful for the fact that we. Well, did hopefully share
3: they'll it. listen because I didn't. G- I didn't get an opportunity to let them know exactly how much of a. You know, kind of an Anglophile I am when it comes to my music, but we talk about it all the time. You know, uh, prefab sprout and and yeah. enough you know, with the
2: prefab uh, sprout. Well, cook.
3: and 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 bebop deluxe. Oh, you guys shut up! My text. Be- yeah. Bebop deluxe but, sounds
2: like a a cleaning <laughs> fluid. You know,
3: like. And
0: also, why are you going through records <laughs> but, at like midnight? First off, like <laughs> it's a whole. Other I, I thing. just
3: you know I just the bulk of my listening for the last forty years has been you know, UK acts. So uh, I just, I didn't get a chance to let them know that. So I thought they might be interested in some of my influences on the listening side.
0: Well, why don't we bring it on back to the States, since we've talked about the UK and our artist is from Canada, and listen to her latest single called California.
2: But first we're going to hear from her management.
0: Yeah. So we're going to hear from a new management company that we're excited to feature, which is Fave Sounds. Fave Sounds is a dynamic platform that celebrates the elevating and liberating power of music along with vocal and instrumental talents in any genre. Their talented team comprises true music lovers who offer a host of services specifically designed to help artists make their mark in the music industry. They feature new aspiring artists alongside popular bands to build a community where talent, passion, and love for music are above everything else. From sound development, coaching, and artist development, to branding and social media management, they'll give you the edge you need to break through in the competitive music industry. For more information on Fave Sounds, go to their website, which is favesounds.com. Again, that is F-A-V-E sounds.com.
1: I whisper your name through the phone. I beg you to come back home Unfamiliar laughter drowns out your voice I promise I'm fine on my own Your mom, I broke down and cried when she told me I'm strong.
2: a lot of taylor swift in that don't you
0: i hear taylor swift and um almost like early 2000s pop like in terms of like when they would do ballads and stuff like that
2: just just the cadence the way she sings the Mm -hmm. words like is very taylor swift to me
0: yeah well and now we also know why she wrote about california because apparently it broke her heart so well we did get the chance to talk to her because she answered our questions of the week
4: So the first question we asked Allie is to tell us a little bit about herself. My name is Allie Cribb. I'm an 18-year-old singer-songwriter from Toronto, Canada. I always loved music. I started taking vocal lessons at age 8, and around the same time, I started learning piano as well as later guitar. I think it was around 12 or 13 when I wrote my first song. I immediately fell in love with songwriting, and I knew at age 14 it was what I wanted to pursue as my career. It was always a very big part of my life, and my love for it has only grown. I released my first EP, Unbroken, in July of 2022. It was an incredible journey to write it and record it and co-produce it, and I'm so happy by the response it's gotten so far. In September, I started studying music and business at Dalhousie University, which has been a really amazing experience so far. I recently started working on my next project, so I'm really happy to be back in the studio.
2: I think she's someone we're gonna have to watch.
3: Yeah, 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 she's, she's so- gonna do well, something, you know. And it's
4: interesting too because in the time
0: frame from when she released her music to like when we reached out, she did get a management company and she is kind of growing in terms of like followers and fan base. So she's definitely one to watch out for, especially cause she's yeah, so She's young. getting
3: a degree. She's getting yeah. a degree in recording industry stuff. And we always used to say, I mean, I have a degree in recording industry management and that, that was from back in the, you know, early eighties. So, but we used to say, you know, we used to, there's a generation of people that learned about the business by signing bad contracts, right? That's my road. So, <laughs> that's so, the road I took. So, uh, you know, now they came up with this education-based, you know, kind of business uh, and or business-based education. And um, you don't have to sign those bad contracts anymore. So somebody like her that's – Fresh and new, and just getting started, she can be learning as she goes. It's, 18 it's a years really old. Good deal. 18
2: years old. I'll take that $1,000 advance, and you can have 100% of my publishing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. That's exactly right. Hopefully, she'll be taught that's not the way to go.
0: So to get to know Allie better, do we want to hear what she answered for the second question of the week? I guess we have to. (laughs) So the second question we asked her is, what music artists have inspired your career so far?
4: I think definitely as a young female singer-songwriter with a love for country music especially, Taylor Swift has always been a very big influence of mine. I received my first Taylor Swift album, Speak Now, for Christmas when I was six years old in 2010. And I immediately fell in love with her sound and her writing abilities. And since then, I've always wanted to be able to write the way she writes. I also grew up around a lot of Joni Mitchell's music, Sean Colvin, Carol King, and James Taylor. So I'm lucky my parents always had good taste in music because ever since a young age, I've been exposed to the best songwriters out there. And I think that their music and their art has really shaped who I am today as a songwriter and as a young musician just starting out in this industry. There are also a lot of really great newer artists out there today, like Maisie Peters, Olivia Rodrigo, Tate McRae, Gracie Abrams. I love all of them. I try to stay pretty up-to-date with current music, and I really like to be inspired by similar artists out there who are sort of following the same career path that I am.
2: I just hate these young, talented people. (laughs) These young, aware, talented people. You know, to hell with them.
3: Well, I yeah. I can give her a couple more names. It, it does sound like that she she did. Her parents do have good taste. Yeah, I Joni Mitchell. A couple more Joni Mitchell was great, of course. I can give her a few more names: Beth Nielsen Chapman, uh, Matresa love that. Berg. Right. Yeah, Matresa Berg. I I would you know I mean there are tons of great singer songwriter female acts out there that uh, that are just transformative.
2: So
0: um. Did Allie answer our last question of the week? Yes, she did. Our yes, new favorite she did. one. Uh-oh. All right. So let's see what she had to say about what's one music industry service that is not available for indie music artists right now.
4: I think what a lot of up and coming independent artists are having to learn in today's day and age is how to break through all of the noise and really get their name and their sound out there to the right audiences. I don't think it's enough anymore to be able to sing well and write good songs In order to succeed in the industry now as an independent artist, you sort of have to be able to do it all before you get the help of any labels. You have to be able to first create the music, and then you have to learn how to properly market yourself and know how to effectively use resources like social media to push your name out there. So I think for me as an independent artist who's just starting out, That so far has been the greatest challenge I've faced, and I'm still learning so much every day about tools like social media, and ad campaigns, and playlist curators, and I think there is so much information and knowledge out there, but so many artists are unaware how to find it. But to succeed in today's world, as an independent artist, you need to have a certain amount of business knowledge. So for me, although I am majoring in music in school, I'm also minoring in business, um... Because I think that there's just so much information there that will help me get where I want to go, um, especially when it comes to marketing and how to effectively capture the right audiences.
2: I'm sorry. This chick's like 40.
4: She's, she's so <laughs> smart for
1: 18.
4: I she's can't like, wait to see she's where 40, she
2: goes. She's 45 if she's a day.
0: No, she's- she uh, – Gosh, if I had her sense of like right. what I want and drive, and knowing that I needed to do this at 18, I probably would have gone way farther than I did in
2: my career. So, well, exactly, like you know, I, I had none of this at 18. Man, I was just like, "Hey,
3: <laughs> are we getting a keg?"
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> Who's got beer money? God, jeez. Good for her, man. I know. I have to watch this Ellie crib.
0: We definitely will. Do you guys want to hear one last song as we get on out of this episode?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Do we? Okay, let's do that then.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through to the end because we have one more song by Allie Cribb called End of August. For everything that we've spoken about in this episode, make sure that you go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
1: I think it's time I pack my suitcase And make the bed up nice and neat Will you see my tears as I mouth the words I love you As I vanish in a cab down the street At the end of August it hits me harder every year (laughs) friends. <laughs>